Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. Welcome everybody to episode 1000. This episode is entitled 1000 Steps Toward Peace and Calm, the story of our show. I am so happy to share with you just a little bit different kind of episode today as I wanted to add to the bits and pieces of my story that is already sprinkled throughout all of these episodes that are available online or on your podcast apps. And I wanted to share a little bit about my anxiety history, a little bit about my story. I know you've heard bits and pieces of it, and then a little bit about the show, because this is kind of remarkable in my mind to be doing episode 1000. So my anxiety history, briefly, is that I became anxious as a young adult. I'm thinking it was 19 or 20. I don't quite remember exactly. It was a long time ago. And there was a very specific alarming situation that I remember setting me off into those panic feelings. And then I just kept revisiting that. Now, there were other things that were going on that in my mind, I have kind of clued into, oh, I wonder if it was this that set it off. It's never really one thing. I think I was already carrying a little bit of a heavy load of stress and probably some other anxious kinds of situations, but I was not anxious as a child. I did not have school anxiety or any of those things. I had a pretty normal, nice childhood, nothing extraordinary on one end of the spectrum or the other. And I really recall all of this starting as a young adult after I graduated from high school. I went to college when I was 17. And then, you know, so I was pretty young. I was just a little young thing. <laughs> and But this alarming event was... My grandfather was sick in the hospital in New York City, lived in Manhattan, and my father and I were going to fly down there and be with Grandpa as he went. He went through the surgery and get him back home. Well, as it turned out, the surgery wasn't going to happen on the exact days that we were there. I could stay longer, but my dad couldn't. So he flew back to home, and I stayed alone at my grandpa's apartment, and I went to see him, you know, the day of the surgery and everything. And then I was going up the last day that I was there to visit him. He was going to have a visiting nurse be bringing him home because I had at that point get back. And I left the apartment. So that's stressful, right? I was it traveled with my dad. I'm staying at my grandpa's. We're in New York City. I had to lock up the door. This is the last day I'm leaving. Before I'm going to go visit him at the hospital and then go to the airport to fly home. 
and I, I'm outside of the apartment door, I'm turning the key to lock it, and I hadn't set the alarm thing right that time, and this horribly loud alarm went off. Well, let me tell you, that was enough to scare anybody. But once I gathered myself and realized, oh my God, that was so frightening, my heart's beating, you know, I can barely breathe, it was so loud. Then I got scared again because I realized that loud alarm and nobody came. Like, it wouldn't matter if something was happening or somebody was breaking in because nothing changed. <laughs> nobody came. So I eventually figure it all out. I lock the place up, turn the alarms off, and I head out of the building, out into the very busy street with cars honking, big bright lights. Then I go to a hospital. It was all, can you see, it was just like, I talk about the straws on the camel's back, not to mention whatever else I was carrying up to that point. But I do remember this very specifically as being a place that I got set off and really felt those panicked feelings. I was panicked for sure. So, you know, you just kind of go along. I had to white knuckle through. I had to get myself home and but I learned that eventually I was more on alert after that. You know, I was always just kind of looking around and feeling off, not understanding or knowing what to do, or even that that event had anything to do with how I might be feeling. So eventually, because I'm not, and then you were talking many years, I'm working, I'm trying to keep myself together. But I began finding, for me, peace and calm in reading philosophy and reading spiritual books and having spiritual pursuits, because this was way back when. This was 1974. There was no internet. People didn't even talk about anxiety. So I was kind of alone, but eventually I found nobody, the doctor, oh, you're, you're nervous, you're nervous, you'll be fine. Here's some sleeping pills, which I knew intuitively for me, my personality, uh, not to take them. So I really was kind of just out there raw and ragged <laughs> and very, very anxious. But then after, you know, reading philosophy, finding some spiritual books and pursuits, and then I find yoga in 19, 1980. And eventually I learned breathing there, right? And believe it or not, the yogi who was teaching us yoga was a fellow draftsman of mine at Carrier. <laughs> he was draftsman by day, yogi by night. And so, you know, it was awesome. But I learned how to breathe. I learned how to have the longer, slower exhalation and to let my belly relax. Now, this was not a cure-all because, again, I don't even know what's going. I'm not even connecting those things, right? But I did learn that. And that let me see light outside the wormhole because I would feel good after doing that. And over time, with awareness from meditation and mindfulness in my life. I saw many different meditation teachers. I fell in love with John Kabat-Zinn's information. I had a Tibetan meditation teacher and followed him for a while. And I just started learning from all these different milieus. And with this meditation and mindfulness, my life and stress challenges no longer seemed to be sending me down the wormhole. I could be with a difficulty and use the energy of the stress hormones, but not to react and 
take on that second arrow or the second fear, as Claire Weeks would say. I could actually let my parasympathetic side of my nervous system arise again. I was not feeding it constantly with more fear, keeping me down the wormhole. So no longer fearing the things that I thought might trigger my anxiety and a panic attack, I was able to eventually crawl my way out of the wormhole. Now there's a lot that happens in there, believe me, because I was probably anxious for 20 years. So you know, I am talking to you and telling you, you do not have anything wrong with you and you can get out of this. You don't need to spend 20 years like I did. Those were the dark ages. Nobody knew what was going on. And you have so many resources available to you. So just keep practicing. So after moving to Maui, you know, there's a lot that happens obviously in there in all those years, but I moved to Maui. And then I start working with eating disorder clients because at that point I was a nutritionist and I worked for many years, 12 years with eating disordered clients here on the island. And at some point during that, I stumbled across a podcast on Stitcher. I think that was back in 2015. And I was not really quite familiar with how it all worked. I just knew my phone would do this Stitcher thing or I could do it online and I could listen to this quote show. And it was about anxiety. Well, that piqued my interest, of course, because I had struggled for so long with anxiety and everybody I worked with in eating disorders was anxious. So I was just like, oh, this is so big. I got to hear what these people have to say. So I actually reached out to the host of this podcast, offering if he had any questions about nutrition to feel free to ask me, or if he had any, wanted some ideas for topics, I'd be glad to send him some ideas around, you know, anxiety and nutrition. Well, he got me on the phone and he said, how about coming on as a guest? So there I was my first time on what the anxiety coaches podcast. So There I was. I was a guest, and then I was a guest again a couple more times. Then I was asked if I would be the co-host. There were so many changes happening in that show at that time. And within a few months, the host of the Anxiety Coaches podcast decided to leave the show. Well, I was heartbroken because I had really come to enjoy doing those shows with him, and I enjoyed the emails that were coming in, and people wanted to see me as clients, and it was actually a wonderful opening for me. So I was disappointed that he was going to close the show and leave. So I was shocked, actually, when he asked me if I wanted to take over the show. He goes, why don't you just do it? Well, that sounds so simple, doesn't it? And so I was both terrified and excited to take over at 60 years old and not exactly a high-tech person. Like I said, I was terrified and excited. But the emails had shown that people were wanting to work with me and enjoyed the shows that I was on. So I said, okay, I'll give it a try. So here we are now at episode 1000. And it has been a blessed and inspiring ride. I have to thank each and every one of you for listening and sending your 
awesome reviews and your emails, your questions. It's all fodder for the show, and I love answering your emails the best that we can. The Every year we get more and more. And I have to say that when I was back there anxious as could be, white-knuckling it totally, nobody knew anything was wrong with me. Well, except maybe maybe those closest to me did, but... I was holding it up, right? I was still on the board of the PTC. I was running stores. I mean, I was still doing it. I had always prayed when I was in the deep darkness of the wormhole that if I ever got out and I could feel alive and calm again, that I would write a book to help others do the same. Because I had no information, very little. As time went on, little tiny things came about, but I had nothing. I was like, if I can get over this, everybody else can do it too. I'll write a book, right? Isn't that what we all wanted to do, write a book? Well, this show is my way of doing that. It's not a book, but sharing two episodes a week of Not only what helped me, but what has helped the thousands of people that I've worked with over all these years, whether we meet one-on-one in the group or here on the podcast, we are taking another step towards more peace and calm together. It's not a quick fix, and we will all need to be reminded of what helps and what hurts, but the journey is a beautiful one if we keep helping each other along the way. Never hesitate to reach out to us here at ACP. You know, having had a family business back in Skinny Atlas, it was New Health Natural Products, and it was a family business. My kids worked there, my husband and I, and it's no surprise that my awesome kids are helping me here with the show also. I want to say a big mahalo to all of my support team. My son, Sean, for his editing, his post-production, and his coaching expertise day in and day out. My daughter, Allie, for her creativity, her ability to see the big picture, and her listening gifts of when I need to share the questions and problems. All of my podcast friends and colleagues who have helped me keep going year after year. And those guys, I know they're not listening to this show, but those early days when I didn't know what the heck I was doing, podcast people are the nicest people in the world. I have been helped by so many. I cannot thank you all enough. And finally, my partners over at True Native Media, who really helped me to keep the lights on. And now, my sincere gratitude to you, my precious listener. Each of you are so important to me in ACP. And we would not be here without you. Your continuous support and presence means the world to all of us here at ACP. Your feedback has been what's shaped the show, and I'm looking forward to more from you. Don't ever hesitate to send us an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, or message us through the website, theanxietycoachespodcast.com. Once again, mahalo for making these 1,000 episodes so awesome. 
may you find your way back to your natural peace and calm. And now for today's quote. Peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is, rather than how you think it should be. And that's from Wayne Dyer. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.